to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. It's no secret that my love of teeny bopper boy bands is a big part of this podcast. Even if you're new here, you may have picked up on the fact that Making the Brand is a play on the MTV boy band competition show, Making the Band. And while the Backstreet Boys had my heart and I was never the girl at the rock show, I still had an appreciation for Blink-182. I was driving in my car the other day and all the small things came on. You may remember that Blink-182 was in their prime during the Teeny Bopper era, and that this music video actually mocks the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. If you haven't seen the All the Small Things video in a while, I highly recommend going back and watching it because it's absolutely hysterical. And it actually won an MTV VMA in the year 2000, beating out Destiny's Child, The Foo Fighters, NSYNC, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. But the song got me thinking about all the small things marketers and content creators have to worry about. It's one of those fields where you really have to sweat the small stuff. Work sucks, I know. (laughs) But this is because the small details are the difference makers, yet they're often overlooked but they determine if that big piece of content you spent forever on actually gets seen. You could have the best, most informative email, but it's pointless if nobody opens it. You could spend hours and hours making an incredible video, but what if nobody watches it? Or you could write the most helpful blog post that never gets read. And what a shame that would be. Not only for you, who spent precious time on it, but for the person who's now missing out on the value you could have provided. If you're investing time into making amazing content, you can't forget these small details. So let's break them down and discuss all the small things marketers need to optimize. First up, blog posts. As you write your blog posts, you first need a title that is compelling. If your title doesn't interest the reader and inspire them to click, your blog post will never get read. A good rule of thumb is to always incorporate what's in it for your audience. How will this blog post help them? Does it solve a problem? Is it something they can relate to? A common format I'm sure you've seen is listicles, but even those need a bit more information to be successful. A listicle is a blog post that just lists and ranks a variety of different things based on the topic. For example, something like five best travel destinations is decent, but it's too broad. Narrow this post title so it calls out something specific that may resonate with your audience. Something like five honeymoon destinations that won't break the bank or Five unique cities to explore on your next girl's trip. These are specific enough that it allows someone in your audience to clearly identify with them. Once you compel someone to click, you also have to compel them to stick around. Write a powerful first paragraph 
that confirms your content is worth reading and lets your audience know they're in the right place. Your blog post should also be rich with relevant keywords. Otherwise, they'll be hard to discover. Incorporate keywords in your subheadings and throughout the post, but don't overdo it. Create a customized URL that features the keyword instead of something like blogpost-november.html. The keywords are the clues that Google needs to serve your post to your audience as they're searching. And the goal of any blog post is to build your audience, right? In that case, your blog should also feature opt-in forms, at least on the sidebar. You can also offer a lead magnet or content upgrade, such as a free download to capture an email address. Put a sign-up form at the end of the post, or even as a pop-up. You might think pop-ups seem spammy, but they work well if you offer something your audience will actually want. Another quick tip, don't waste their time with a pop-up that just says, sign up for our newsletter. That's not compelling. Tell them exactly what they'll receive and why it's worth their time. Want to keep people on your site longer? The secret is recommending related posts or pages for your audience to continue browsing and checking out. If you liked this, you'll also like this kind of thing. This is called interlinking, and it helps your audience move through the site, nurturing them along the way. Next, let's jump from long-form written content to long-form video. The first thing I'll say about video is that your video's audio quality is actually more important than video quality. Your audience will still watch if your lighting isn't perfect, if your room is messy, or if you're wearing sweats. But if your audio is bad, it makes a video unwatchable. To instantly elevate your videos, invest in a decent microphone. You can find some good ones on Amazon for less than $150. If you're big into video, a great mic will be the gift that keeps on giving. You'll have the biggest chance of success with video, again, if you don't waste a second of your audience's time. Don't you hate it when you click a video and the entire time you're thinking, get on with it already? Incorporate a strong hook and get straight to the point. Cut out that fluff. You can do this and still showcase your personality through your expressions and overall delivery. Also, don't be afraid to use humor in your videos. That's not fluff. Humor still adds value. So those are all tips that are part of the actual video creation process. But there are several housekeeping items you have to keep in mind when you're uploading your video to YouTube. Like blog posts, your video also needs to have a detailed title and description that is rich with relevant keywords. Remember, YouTube is a search engine. It's right behind Google. The most common heartbreaking mistake I see on YouTube is when a video doesn't have a custom thumbnail. Your thumbnail is an opportunity to attract a viewer. Rather than using a default thumbnail that's just a still from the video, design something strategic. Make it informative and eye-catching with bold fonts and a helpful or humanizing image. 
Uploading a video without customizing a thumbnail is a huge miss. Also, remember that if you share your video outside of YouTube, such as on Twitter or Instagram, you should absolutely include captions. This makes your video accessible to the hearing impaired and is the considerate and inclusive thing to do. The same goes for Instagram stories. Keep in mind that people watch Instagram stories without sound, regardless of their hearing ability. Use the caption sticker or add descriptive text overlays to make your story effective with or without sound. While on the subject of Instagram stories, enhance your engagement by looking for more opportunities to include those engagement stickers. Can you add a question sticker or a relevant poll? In my book, the idea is to make social media a two-way conversation every chance you get. Also, don't forget to include hashtags on your feed posts if you want to increase your reach. Just make sure they aren't too broad. Of course, if you want more eyes on your Instagram content, you'll need more followers. And much of that starts with having a bio that compels people to follow you. So let's talk about profiles for a second. You'd think it would go without saying, but make sure you have a clear profile picture, whether it's a photo of you or your brand's logo. Spend time writing a bio that can endear your audience and inform them of exactly what content they can expect. Your bio is precious real estate, so resist the urge to just list titles or maybe different positions you've held or tag former employers unless you're really proud of that. But you have such limited space, use this as an opportunity to charm your audience and convince them that they should follow you. You want to make them feel like they're in the right place when they land on your profile and that your content will help them in some way. Include a link to your website or a lead magnet that will interest your audience. The worst thing you can do is include a link tree with 17 different options. We see this all the time and it's so overwhelming. You're better off directing them to your website's homepage where they have a clear navigation or to a simplified link tree. Lastly, let's cover email. If you think email is dead, you're mistaken. It's still one of the best ways to reach your audience and is where you can find your warmest leads. If someone has willingly subscribed to your email list, they're way more likely to convert than a passive social media follower. Aside from writing emails that are packed with value, the main thing I want to remind you is not to overlook your subject line. The success of your email hinges on your subject line. If you rush it and write something that's not interesting, the recipient won't even open the email. A quick tip I've tried to write subject lines is to include the words you or your. It forces you to speak directly to the subscriber, which likely means you're communicating what's in it for them. The subject line then becomes audience-focused versus brand-focused, which will increase the chances of your email being opened. So what are some of the other small things you check off to help your content perform better? I know I couldn't have possibly covered everything, so I'd love to hear from you. It's easy to get caught up in the excitement of creating, but don't overlook these little details. They truly can make or break your content. 
If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe or better yet, leave a review. You can also join my Twitter chat at hashtag pop chat for weekly pop culture discussions you can actually learn from. If you have an idea for an episode, shoot me a DM at Brianne2K. As always, thanks for listening.